Hi, welcome to the Stream of David show. We have a very, very special guest today, my good friend, Andrea St. Amon. Andrea is an evidential psychic medium, and we're going to roll right into letting her tell you what that is. Hi, Andrea. Hi, thank you so much for having me on your show today. Um, yeah, an evidential psychic medium. So I, uh, as a medium, a lot of people might be familiar with the word medium. I'm a, a vessel between two worlds, but specifically I talk to people's deceased um, loved ones. And in terms of evidence, um, like if someone's, well, actually just recently in the last couple weeks, I had uh, a series of moms come in who had lost their children. And so what I would do is connect in with, um, I, I don't know who they're wanting to connect to when they first come and make an appointment with me, but I, I feel the presence of one of their loved ones around and I give evidence of that soul's life here on earth and I connect them with them. So that's the mediumship part. Um, and then the psychic part is when I'm talking to the soul of a living person. So David, such as yourself, um, if I've given you readings before, I would be connecting with your higher self or even connecting in with the stream and giving you guidance um, for David um, uh, on how to you know, make some decisions in your life. Because it seems kind of obvious that we, could, we can all connect in with our higher selves, but sometimes our own minds get in the way when we're trying to talk to ourselves. <laughs> and we need somebody else to give us a clear, a clear answer, some clear guidance when our, when ourselves are involved. I hope that made sense. It does to me and I hope it does to the audience as well. Uh, you know, it's, it's ego interference, right? <clears throat> so we yes. can, we can tap into our higher selves, but very often we get the ego interference in what we're actually receiving from them. And that, that looks like a lot of different things. And, and I definitely can have that with the streams message sometimes. I can get really clear and get really good guidance from them. I'm better when I'm writing um, mm. than just when those thoughts pop in. And I am uh, really good when someone's interviewing the stream and starts asking about me. Uh, they'll go into some, <laughs> they'll, t they'll take me to the tool shed real fast. It's not funny. <laughs> real fast you know David doesn't do this and David doesn't do that and we tell him to do this and he doesn't listen you know uh, it's it's really really funny that you know how I stand in my own way sometimes like we all human beings do I'm human being just like everybody else uh, it, it is funny so you know to have somebody like you come in and do that and I think you have done a reading for me you did a whole workup for me one time that I was very impressed yes. by so if you're out there Thank listening you. at the end of the program you'll you'll know how to get in touch with Andrea and um, that that type of reading is is something that she does that um, that I, I thought was really cool. So we're going to dive in first to a topic that is is uh, very relevant right now, and something that you and I are both working on in our work and talk about quite a right. bit between ourselves is is the topic of fear. Right. The fear we we were um, just saying fear fear is the root of all evil, right? Fear is the ultimate negative yes. vibration. Yes, and uh, we also understand that there's a place for it. There is a place for fear on the spectrum of emotions or on the spectrum of energy motivators. I mean, otherwise it wouldn't exist on our planet. So there is a place for it. It's a trigger to get us to pay attention to something, I think. Um, but we tend to wallow in it. We tend to really um, go head first and dive right into what I call the fear swamp. And particularly right now with current events, and sometimes it's really hard to find our way out and we end up acting in a manner that is not for our highest and best good, but it's definitely we're coming from a place that's not our highest selves. And so I think there's a, a, there, there's a very small space for fear, and I would encourage everybody that when you first feel fear, don't react. Um, I mean, unless there's a bus coming down the street at you and yeah, you well, need to react and get out of the yeah, way. That, that is the purpose of <laughs> that's fear. That's the purpose. It, yeah. And, and as the stream has said, you know, that fear emotion is a very powerful emotion for a reason because it is there to keep us from being, you know, eaten by the <laughs> whatever was higher on the food chain than us at one point or right. having the bus, you know, speed toward us. Or if you know that it's getting a little cold outside and, you know, we need to go into a cave for warmth and light a fire to, mm -hmm. you know, that, those, that fear thing is, is a protection thing. But it's been so overdeveloped in us to control yeah. our behavior as a, a mechanism of society building for, for several hundred years now, 
hundreds and hundreds of years, if not thousands of years, really, uh, you know, biblical times for sure, right? That fear right. Uh, is, is very, very active. And it's something that controls society at this point. And, and I was just having, I have a lot of money conversations with people. A lot of people get into, you know, my teachings and things like that because uh, we, we really focus things on law of attraction. A lot of people first get into law of attraction because they understand that they have an ability to, to change their mindset and change their lives. And the first thing they inevitably think that they want is more money. So mm. money is a very typical conversation that we have. Or, uh, you know, if somebody's looking to, to you know, jump into my boot camp program, which is a big life-changing thing that, that we do, uh, the, the conversation around money uh, very often goes back to fear, uh, you know, of, of investing money in something. And I'm so scared to, you know, put this money into it. And, uh, you know, what if, what if I don't get in my, you know, my money back and what if, you know, this doesn't work with money and that about money. And, and we really need to stop not only fearing money, but we need to stop making it an evil thing because money's not an evil thing that the fear built in around money is more about controlling behavior than it, than money in and of itself being evil. Absolutely. You just said something about controlling behavior that I want to like drop down a little bit more on because both of us just acknowledge that fear has a legitimate role in our lives when it protects our physical safety, right? And yet what I've seen and what, po what prompted the conversation that got me on here today is we're being inundated for the last months. I mean, the, the entire year, really, 2020 with fear about our physical safety. And so it started with the virus, which is still out there, and we can talk about that. I would like to talk about that. And then came the riots. So all of a sudden, we are really in fear of physical safety. We're really in a space where I think if we're watching all the mainstream um, news media, there's sides that are forming, you know, there's always Democrats versus Republican, or there's this versus that you can, you can put your label, whatever label you want to put on it. But we've really come to a point where we've descended into now, like David, I don't know how you feel about this, but I'm almost thinking like, I don't even know if money is the evil right now. You know, now evil is the other side because my physical safety is an issue and we're being shepherded into one side or the other to fear another side because of our physical safety. Yeah, it's, or, or it's all, a perception. All, it's a perception. All, That's what I need to say. Yes. Well, every, yeah, everything is our bubble of reality, right? <clears throat> but the bubble of reality is colored very often with, with, with mechanisms of fear. And, and of course our system of currency is, is very much used to control us. And if you think about it, Part of the all of the fear that we think about, <clears throat> excuse me, in, in um, politics comes down mm -hmm. to economics, comes down to human rights and economics and, and, and things yes. like that. And the the economics uh, really trumps everything, <laughs> no pun intended. Um, uh. the, the coronavirus fear, a lot of the fear around the coronavirus, COVID-19, is fear of the economy collapsing. Fear right. of getting the virus and not being able to enjoy your life or work or, or provide for your family. Uh, the, the riots, a lot of that stuff is rooted in, in a lot of racism, of course, that at its root is also a socioeconomic instrument. So it is. All, it's almost like, yeah. yes, I'm sorry. I didn't it all kind of yes, comes it's back to fear. Like, exactly. Or fear of a pie, like that we're in a zero-sum game. And there's only, let's say, $100 bills to go around. And therefore, if you get one of my dollars, then I'm out a dollar and my family's going to starve and my city's going to burn and all this terrible thing is going to happen. So because, you know, I let's just say I've always had the, the bigger piece of the pie, I'm scared to give you in, even a little bit of it. And so I'm afraid of you because I'm afraid I'm going to lose out. And that's not the case. And I don't know how we get around that mentality. I'm going to ask you how we get around that mentality as a collective consciousness of uh, energy and abundance is not a zero sum game. We right. can, we have the energy, we have the, the, the finance and we have whatever it is that abundance means to you to give it to anybody who's 
accepting and we're still going to have more more than what we could ever even hope for mm -hmm. well we create resources it's very you know it is obvious that we do create resources in this environment that the population has has grown uh, significantly, you know, from century to century, if you will, and there's always enough resources to go around. Now, they're not always divided up equally, of course, but there's there's plenty of resources on this planet to support everyone that's here, and, and the planet, uh, the, the planetary resources do expand with the needs of the planet, and, and that's obvious. The thing that's not obvious, though, is that because of these fear mechanisms, these resources are not allocated equally. In fact, they're they're very unequally allocated to sort of a, you know, we, we had this term a few years ago called the 1%, the 1% yeah. wealthiest people on earth. And I don't know the percentages. I don't really follow this stuff that much because I don't want to participate in it. You know, but the wealthiest 1% control, you know, a, a big chunk of the wealth, maybe even heck half of the wealth is, is to the wealthiest 1%. And again, I don't know if that's factual or not, but I've always heard that it's it's something like that. Like half of the the wealth in the United States is controlled by one percent of the uh, of the population, and so you can see that fear is used to keep everybody in their place, so that this one percent can enjoy their their vast abundance. But really, the one percent abundance they're needing to be in that category in and of itself is rooted in fear. They're, they're, yeah, yeah yes. their belief system is that no matter how much I have, I need more. <clears throat> no matter how yes. many billions I have, I need more billions. I need to be the you know the top of the uh, of the of the food chain in every way, and it's always rooted in their own fear that's placed them in that vibration. But they've they've managed to achieve the vibration of having it, and what we notice is is that very often these people are not necessarily joyful people. They're not necessarily so they can be. You know, money's not an evil thing, but they're not necessarily joyful people because of this idea that they have to have more and have more and have more. And it's it's a never ending game because they never reach a true state of joy because they really never connect with their higher selves and allow that source connection that we all cherish uh, once we've made it to be their top priority and then allow the abundance to flow from there. But there are examples of some people, and I'm not going to name names because it will be way too controversial. <clears throat> but I see people that are very benevolent, that are that that made their money in a very high vibrational way. They did something that uh, is a high vibrational contribution to humanity, and and therefore billions of dollars flowed. And then they spend their lives giving back. And and to me, that's a, that's a sign of a very high vibration. Uh, vibrational person with wealth doesn't mean that they're the most spiritual person or they're perfect or anything like that, but they have a high vibrational attitude around money, uh, and you can have money either way. You you can be very fearful and still have money, but more often than not, being fearful holds us away from things rather than uh, mm -hmm. attracting it. But the universe only answers yeah. yes, so that's why we can be unjust right. and, and not fair <laughs> in this world, right? Absolutely. And so those folks you were, what I was getting as you were saying that is those folks have really almost surrendered to the infinite abundance of the universe. And they know it's coming. They know it's coming. So they know they can give, they know they can give, they know they can give and more is going to be coming. Um, I, I want to ask you one quick thing um, before we go to a commercial break. And that is, I think the first, most people don't recognize when they're in the fear spiral. And so in terms of like taking steps to recognize what's going on and then rescue yourself from it, um, I think actually recognizing that you might be a victim of fear-based propaganda is the first step and what are your thoughts on how somebody could actually recognize that's what's going on in themselves well everything that the stream you know? teaches you know, we teach the practice of taya and i know you know a little bit about that um in taya the, the stream teaches us that if we're not in a state of joy we're actually down in negative vibration so if we're not in joy anything less than joy is negative and when you're in a negative vibration you're susceptible to attracting more negative things. So you you go down in vibration just a little bit. You don't feel bad. You're not in a bad mood. You're not in a foul mood at all. You're just not in joy, but you're vulnerable in this less than joy space. And then something triggers you and then doubt steps in. Usually doubt is one of the, the mm, first sort of absolutely. negative 
you know, emotions and then doubt can spiral down to fear and then fear can spiral down to all sorts of, you know, negative emotions that, that just increase in their intensity as you go down the spiral. So that's why I love teaching the spiral so much, because once you really start paying attention to, wow, if I'm not in joy, then I'm, I'm susceptible to being triggered down because polarity is always there. Polarity can pull you out of joy sometimes if you're not diligent about staying in joy. And even if you are, polarity is still going to impact you every once in a while. But you know, we can we could go on for hours and hours and hours about what all that's <sighs> about, how it serves us, and you know, that's what Taya is, and that's what the streams teachings are. Right. But yeah, the, the the tool is to notice that you're not in joy and to be mindful of your thoughts and know that you're in a little bit lower vibration. And then if something is starting to trigger you in a negative direction. You need to put the brakes on and, and sort of do a little breathing exercise and back your way out of it gently. Because if you try to claw your way out of it, you're just going to make it worse. Mm. You know, just trying yeah, to find things think... to appreciate rather than fear. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, and I do Very think there's, uh, yes, there's a way to like, if I'm not in joy and doubt is creeping in, is it a trick? Is it something that's actually telling me I should be doubting this thing? And let me explore what's beneath it with a great deal of curiosity and joy, you know, that's different because again, mm -hmm. doubt well, you're going to go up in high vibration and then look at it yeah. differently from a higher vibration. And, and we're a different person up right. than we are when we're down for, for sure. We so when we come are. back, we're oh going to do gosh. something that we've never done before. I'm really excited about this. I'm going to channel for Andrea and she is going to simultaneously do what she does and read me while I'm channeling <laughs> the stream. And you're going to have a very interesting experience when we get right back. experiencing a global reset and much of the world is living in fear, but I see Taya practitioners thriving in this new reality. I see Taya overflowing in every aspect of my life. It's just truly magnificent. There were times that I was not self-assured and didn't have the self-confidence, but now I'm fearless. I really love myself and I know how to live in joy and let go of all these things that held me back from living this beautiful life I've always dreamed of. And it's amazing how rapidly those things start showing up once you practice Taya. It changes everything about you and it, it, it will affect all other aspects of your life, your health, your, your career, your money, your relationships. And I think that certainly has helped with my anxiety, with my mental health. I'm realizing that, wait a second, I deserve the best in life. Visit thestreamofdavid.com forward slash TYA to learn more about the Taya Mindset Practice and Taya Bootcamp. We are here. Hello, stream. This is Andrea St. Amand. It's good to uh, connect with you again. Always good to be here. Um, something came up during the commercial break for me. I do a lot of automatic writing, and that's what I'll be doing as we're talking. Um, and it was the word birthright. And we've been connecting and talking about the word fear. And I was wondering if you have something to say about what our birthright is as souls. Or do we have one? What is that? I don't, I'm not sure why that word came up, but I feel like I needed to ask you about that in the context of fear. The, the, the word came up because it is something that, that we would like to delve into as far as the, 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 the vibration behind the word can be very, very different. And, and up the spiral, mm -hmm. and, 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 and if you listen to our teachings, you are aware that, that we often say that, 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 that there's contrast in every single topic and there's contrast in every single word. And the term birthright can, can lead you to believe a, 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 of entitlement and, and more of a, a negative connotation as, as in you deserve something, that the universe owes you something. <clears throat> the truth is that the, the universe does not owe you anything. The, the, the universe is, is a mechanism that is, is, a, is a creative mechanism an energetic mechanism that delivers whatever you align yourself with. And, and we say you, we mean all of humanity. In fact, we mean all creation. It works the same for everyone. 
and, and, and the reason that there is no specific birthright for anyone is because you are not coming here to be entitled to a certain set of circumstances. In fact, you are coming here very aware from your higher perspective that you are coming here for the risk and the challenge and the greater reward of not being guaranteed a certain set of circumstances. You are coming here to, to bring all that you are into a vibrationally matched point of entry, meaning your, 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 your parents certainly are your vibrational match, your conditions that you were born into economically, physically, health-wise, your religion, your race, your nationality, all of it is your vibrational desire from your higher perspective to come here to planet Earth and have a unique human experience of contrast of positive and negative. And very often from your higher perspective, you are seeking more negative than you realize as a human being because you have been taught to fear unwanted things. You have been taught to fear poverty. You've been taught to fear pain. You've been taught to fear illness. You've been taught to fear being alone. You've been taught to fear being together. You were taught so much fear in your current day society that, that, you, that you run on fear. So the idea of a birthright very often is taken from this this idea that the universe owes you something or, or even that your parents owe you something and, 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 and the the higher vibrational perspective is that your birthright is your ability to come and navigate your way through your contrast and manifest your way to anything that you want you are absolutely all capable of that and, and that is what your true birthright is. So that is a higher vibrational uh, version of that term. Uh, I want to do a little bit of a deep dive on the, when you, what you just said. We're seeking more negative than we realize. Do you? Are we seeking? This goes into the concept of shadow work. Are we seeking those experiences, those negative, so-called negative experience, because there's something we're really wanting to experience? And I don't want to say we're wanting to learn, um, although you could discuss that if that's you're being called to. I, it's almost to me like, is there something neg so-called negative, and let's say what you said with like poverty or illness, is there something we're seeking to experience out of that space of disempowerment so we can then like learn to empower ourselves again? There is indeed. And in fact, we will back up a bit and, and, and explain that if you are hearing our words and, and you are new to them, there, there is no positive and negative in our perspective. We are not mm. judging any of it. There is no such thing. But we understand that as human beings, by and large, there are certain things that, that you generally view as negative. You, you view illness as negative. You view poverty as negative. You view being abused as negative. You view mass killings is negative certainly we, we understand all of that we understand your perspective as human beings you are here with an ego consciousness that, that very much very much wants to survive and, and thrive but you are surviving and thriving through contrast and you all enter into varying degrees of contrast and and, and that is very congruent with the amount of expansion that your soul consciousness, if you will, is, is desiring to experience. Because the more contrast you enter into, the more flavorful experience you're going to have as a human being, and therefore the more opportunity for expansion you're going to have. From your soul perspective, your eternal perspective, the wholeness of that which you are, you understand that. But by design, when you come into physical, you acquire your ego consciousness, which is your, your human being, and your human being overshadows the wholeness of that which you are so that you can have this one-off human experience. Because if you entered and had your, your eternal wisdom with you, you would not have the same type of experience. You, you would be manifesting abundance from day one and manifesting your way out of your, your contrast from day one. And, and that is not why you come. You come for the difficulty you come for the challenges because every single challenge that you experience you have the choice to either allow it to to take you down in vibration and and, and manifest more things of like nature until it could actually end you you're, you're the human version of you or you can go up in vibration and solve it and expand and grow and evolve from it and that is that is new creation and your new creation 
is your expansion as a soul consciousness being, but more importantly, your new creation is your contribution to the collective and the collective's contribution to your planet and your planet's contribution to your universe. That, that is universal expansion. And it's all stems from new creation, which all stems from unwanted conditions being solved. You just read my mind. You just <laughs> answered my next question um, that I was writing out right at the end there. And that is, I feel like what you're saying is there's, there could be a responsibility or an opportunity to take these issues that are facing us right now and let's solve them while we are incarnated as human beings. And you absolutely because have the capacity to... to do that. You do. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that you connected the individual to the collective consciousness because right now, particularly with everything going on, it feels like any individual might be completely powerless to affect the collective consciousness. Your individual human life experience, that, that which if you were listening to, to our words through, through speakers and, or, or earphones or something of that nature right now, you, you are part of that. And, and, mm. and you are part of the collective of humanity. And the collective of humanity is part of the collective of planet Earth. And, and the collective of planet Earth is part of the collective of your solar system. And it is, it is a wormhole that goes out from there into infinity into realms that you are not yet aware of as human beings. Therefore, there are no words in which to describe them. But it is endless. It is endless. Mm. And, and it, it all flows together. So they're all mirror images of one another. And it all works exactly the same. The universal laws that impact your life or the universal laws that impact your town and your your, your, your country and your, your planet and, and your solar system and your universe and on out from there. And, and we, we understand that we are being rather simplistic, but it really is that simple. The, the, well, the universal I, law is very simple and, and, and physical creation is as well. It is just so vast, so endless, that it's hard for a human mind that is existing temporarily in, in what you perceive as linear time to comprehend it. The, the really key uh, takeaway for me there is um, that act of creation while we're incarnated in the here and now, that act of taking responsibility for our, for our own reaction to what's going on, taking responsibility for our own path of empowerment, so to speak, is such a beautiful act of creation that that ripple effect is going to go out. That's huge. And it does. And you absolutely That's all contribute huge. to it. And, and, and the more you contribute to it in a positive way, the more you're going to receive positive back from it. Right. That Can is the, we talk the important them... thing to, to get across. Right. The, the other phrase that I wrote down was like, we're not guaranteed a certain set of circumstances. And yet, once we get a certain set of circumstances, let's say we, we, we have a house uh, and a car, it's like we will fight to the dying day to protect that certain set of circumstances to the point we don't realize we're not we we'd be better off letting go and and creating space for something new. So why are we always so afraid to let go of what we currently have even if it's not working for us, even if it's harming a lot of people in society. We are just we, it's like we hang on to what we've got rather than take the risk of letting go and creating something new. Because you have, in that instance, you have tapped into the very prevalent across the, the vibration of humanity at this time, the vibration of lack, the, the fear of, of not having, the fear of losing that which you have. And, and, and very often you, you are identifying the material things that, that, that you manifest as your source connection or perhaps your source of happiness. But you all are aware that if you are not joyous, if you are not happy with yourselves, there is no amount of money and there is certainly no amount of material possessions that's going to replace that happiness. It's a, it's a Band-Aid at best. Right. I have a really different question coming through. <laughs> um, I'm just going to say it and then I'm going to try to explain it. Uh, stream, why have you not incarnated? 
And now I'm gonna give what I'm getting. I know you are experiencing incarnation through David. I know you experience, I feel that you experience incarnation through your own past incarnations. I feel like you experience incarnation through others. Um, I feel I'm getting a real strong sense of smell right now. Like I feel like though there are certain um, human senses that bring you great joy and I just like I, I feel like I want to say that there is a there a space that you are occupying right now in our history and our time that allows you to be both consciously discarnate and consciously incarnate at the same time and yet is there a part of you that wants to be more incarnate or more discarnate you you are asking vastly intellectual questions regarding our existence but it's it's important that you understand that you are asking from a human perspective and yes. the, the, the 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 we are not quantifiable we have said that we are we are not a we nor an I, and, and we are not a collective uh, of humans that, that that walked planet Earth at one time. We are what David has come up with in, in, in the very best of his vocabulary, because there are no true words to describe that which we are. We are the core of source energy. We are original thought, and, and we have expanded well beyond what you would call original thought, because thought is ever expanding, and we are infinite. We are eternal. The, the 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 idea that we are not physical we at our core of course are not physical but but we are also connected to all creation so we are not physical and we are all physical simultaneously and physical environments that are reflections of that which we are Oof. which are endless are are delightful places to be you you all oh. delight in coming to physical and, and, mm. and we understand that there are some of you that get into a higher connection to, to what you call your higher self or to our energy, which is the same thing, because you are part of us, and start believing that you cannot wait to go back to non-physical and that you're not going to come back to physical again. You're just going to exist in this blissful state of, of pure positive energy. The, 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 you are correct that it is pure positive energy, but you are missing something and you're not appreciating your current environment. If you did not intend to be here, you would not be here. It is choice, it is always choice. It is a vibrational choice that your consciousness makes to come and have this in, in, in every other experience that you have and they're endless. So we flow through all things and, and, and the idea of physical it, it, it is a very satisfying thing. The food that you eat, the, the physical encounters that you have, the things that you see, having a set of eyes to see things in, in, in in 3D, if you will, rather than experiencing them vibrationally, is a very different experience. There is not one that is better than the other, but is a very different experience and, and, and one that you enjoy experiencing in many different ways. So the idea of coming in and, and, and limiting ourselves to David's intellect and vocabulary and, and, and getting our, our hands in it, if you will, this is very humanized terminology, but th this is very exciting for us. Absolutely it is. And, and, and we are flowing through David at a time that is unlike any other time in the history of your planet where, where the collective is creating a global awakening that you are just beginning to see the tip of the iceberg of. And there is going to be vast positive and there's going to be some negative that flows through it. But as our promise to you that positive is always more powerful than negative. And, and, and the, the, the vast positive expansion that you're going to experience, you're going to be ultimately very pleased with. But if you were dragged into it kicking and screaming and fearing, it's not going to be a pleasant experience at all. But that is always your choosing. That is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much, um, Stream. And what I my takeaway is from that, if uh, you're human and you're feeling very overwhelmed with anything a very simple step you can take is to be appreciative of something quite uh physical um you know something that you're seeing something that you're smelling um and that seems trite but it, i don't think it is trite at all there, there there is no such thing as trite the the, the the smallest little thing that 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 you latch onto is a glimmer of hope that that begins to take you up your vibrational spiral 
it is a ticket to a more joyous existence and ultimately a ticket to all the things that you want. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much. I believe we are getting ready to approach our next commercial break. So I am going to thank the stream and we will be right back. Indeed. Much love. That's all we have. Strickle channel, author, and creator of the Taya Mindset Practice. Taya is a set of mindset tools that I co-created with the eternal wisdom of the stream. Join us in the Taya community where we learn to release fear and truly trust the universe to deliver everything that we want and need. This work is profound. If you do the Taya Boot Camp and maintain a daily practice, you will fundamentally change your life. I've maintained my practice pretty regularly since graduating. I meditate every day. I trust the universe to deliver what I want. I set intentions for my day and I monitor my vibe up and down my virtual spiral. Doing these things consistently and regularly has made me a better father to my kids, a better lover to my partner and a better boss to my team. This work is transformational and it will completely change your life. I can't recommend it enough. Learn the mindset practice that is changing lives all over the world. Visit thestreamofdavid.com slash TYA to learn more and book your free discovery meeting today. We're back. I'm back with Andrea St. Amon. Hi, Andrea. <laughs> Hi, I'm glad. To, I wasn't sure. I figured you would be back. <laughs> David, me. I mean, I knew, I knew one, I knew either David or the stream would be back. I just wasn't sure which one was coming back. So good. Yeah, doing this live show is an exercise. I used to have the, you know, the luxury of doing a podcast where I would channel and, you know, kind of go away from the channeling and, and recover and recuperate and come back and listen to what they had to say. And then I would comment on it and it would take about four hours to record a podcast. Oh, gosh. But I had the luxury of doing all that. And now it's funny how we, we flex to, 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 um, you know, get ourselves out of our comfort zone and move into doing whatever we need to do, uh, you know, to get what we need to get done, done. And, and so now I've, you know, learned to, to, the stream, as long as I'm in high vibration, the stream is always really there. And it's easy for me to sort of, you know, meditate, quick, clear for a moment, breathe a little bit, feel them really flow through, set that intention and have them come and then depart around the time they're supposed to depart because, you know, we're on a time schedule. This is live radio. So um, it's just interesting when I sort of come back out of it, I'm always in a bit of a daze and then the commercials are on and I kind of know where I am and what's going on. <laughs> and then I kind of get my act together, you know, thinking, okay, I'll be back on. But then you can always tell when I've channeled because I'm always bubbly and, and chatty like this too. Oh, so yeah. 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 Well, I actually was often never, never land during the commercial break too. And then I realized like, oh my gosh, I'm still like linked. I, I need to like be <laughs> get back down to earth for this next segment. And I do want to just mention and like it's Andrea and David now and fear there's like for our listeners, there's, there's um, a, a good bit of healthy um, stage fright on my end going on to do something live always. And that doesn't mean I don't do it. Uh, my palms are sweaty. I get, you know, um, <clears throat> I, I get uh, anxious, but it's a very good anxiety and I do it anyway. So I just yeah, want well, it's anybody kind of a out thrill there to, to have that. Yeah, that anxiety yeah. is kind of fun if you face it and don't let it stop you from doing something that you want to do. Yes. Then it feels very empowering. Absolutely. It, yeah. Even yeah. though you don't know what's going to fall out of your mouth. And this is what I want to empower everybody listening to do. Like anytime I'm giving a reading, I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth. And um, I just have to trust and trust and trust. And that's, um, it's, you trust that spirit has your back. And in your case, it's the stream. Um, but it doesn't mean that um, you don't do it. Yeah. And, and you know, one of the to... things that we, that we, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I thought you were through. Oh, no, no, go um, ahead. One of the things that we really uh, delve into in the Taya practice is really appreciating when things aren't going right. Because ultimately, if you keep a high, if you maintain a high vibration when you've manifested something unwanted, usually you end up seeing pretty quickly how it serves you. And in the Taya practice, you will ultimately always see how it serves you. And Absolutely. if you're hearing this and you don't know, you know much about Taya, 
you really have to go in with an open mind because everything serves you. Everything, even the most, um, if you will, traumatic aspects of your life can serve you if you allow them to. And it's really about your perspective and finding how it's serving you or how it can serve you. And there, there is just nothing that, that can't ultimately serve your expansion as a being, especially when you zoom out to that higher perspective and, and view things from the eyes of source. The other thing I would like to say on that, and this goes to me, I had a profound fear of ever speaking in public or even just speaking. And that is from a very specific experience, but um, I had a profound fear of speaking. And I would like to tell everybody like that's, it's okay when you start speaking, if everything comes out wrong and everything comes out clumsy, everything comes out like inarticulately and whether it's speaking or whatever self-expression you're choosing to, to participate in, you then start, you just start somewhere and you start, start seeing what results are coming back to you and then you can start tweaking them. Don't you agree, David? Like that's, it, you just got to start. It's better to start yeah. than worry about getting everything perfect the first time out of your mouth. Oh, definitely. Not, I call that jumping out of the happen. airplane. Yeah. I call it jumping out of the airplane. <laughs> and I did that with a podcast. I had, I was just guided to start really, I had to share the stream's message. I couldn't keep it to myself anymore. And I was in a corporate job. And it would have been frowned upon, or it was frowned upon that I was doing what I was doing, the type of thing I was doing. And, and to this day, I still meet people and I tell them what I do and, and they have no clue what to say next. <laughs> they just change right. the subject, right. which is fine. Yeah. You know, if they're not ready to yeah. talk about it, but I, I'm not really, yeah. you know, it's not for them. It's fine. But, you know, just jumping out of the airplane and diving in and just doing it. You know, I just did a podcast. I just wrote a book. I just quit my corporate job. I just started a boot camp. I just created... Uh, a spiritual practice and you know and now here I am you know two and a half uh, almost two and a half years later and I just see what all all of that has done for other people and what if I let fear stop me from doing all that right you know what if I just stayed in that job like a lot of people do in misery because I was making a lot of money and thought I had to be there and never shared any of this and, and never did any of those things. And now I'm sitting in a scenario where I live where I want to live. I do what I want to do. I help people all day long. And it's, it's a very joyful way to live life, but you got to face your David, fears to get out there and do it. Can I just tell you two things? One, I feel like if you had stayed in that situation, you would be, you would be a heart attack victim. I just saw Probably. that. I feel oh, it was, like it was bad. It was that, really bad. Yeah. And yeah. And can, so there are people out there, cause I have a very similar story to you. Um, in that I really felt a connection to what's called the unseen world. Um, and mine's very different from yours. And I just, it got to a point where the more I ignored it, um, the, the more my anxiety just went up and up and up and up and up. And my husband said to me, like, you, you're going to have a nervous breakdown if you don't acknowledge what's really going on with you and you need to quit your job. And I was a partner in a fancy law firm. But what about people who don't know they're connected to a source? They don't, they don't feel like they're channels. They don't feel like they're a medium or they're psychics or they're, they don't like know what to do, but they just feel like what they're doing doesn't fit. Like their external reality does not fit what they know their souls can create. And, and I actually feel fortunate. I knew I was a medium from the time I was a child. I knew I could talk to dead people for lack of a better word and animals, um, for lack of a better phrase. Um, so I had an avenue to go down and then you were getting these, you felt like you had this other voice in your head that was wiser than you. But what about people who don't have that avenue clearly open to them and they just feel frustrated and well, it's almost you know. like you just set me up to uh, to plug my boot camp. <laughs> <laughs> did I? <laughs> Thank you, Andrea. Well, and I'm not trying to do I that. You know, I have, no, I did not mean to do that. I literally just going to yeah. you, that's what happens at boot camp. People get in because they're frustrated with their lives and they know they want to do something different. They don't know what it is because we're so we're taught to be so fearful. We can't we don't even allow ourselves to dream or if we do allow ourselves oh. to dream. 
we'll get into high vibration and we'll dream big dreams and then we start going down in vibration and we inevitably we inevitably start renegotiating the dreams. Well, I can't do that, but maybe I can do this. Well, I can't do this, but maybe I could do this other thing. Maybe that'll work. People like me don't do this. Maybe I can get away with doing that. Maybe this would be a little bit better and we negotiate down and down and down until we're back into the same low vibration that we started out in. Yeah. So, you know, people get into boot camp and start working on what is really a spiritual awakening. And then through mm. that awakening process, they always come out having gifts and things that they did not come in wanting. And they <laughs> get what they want ultimately, but they get so much more from it because they have this awakening process or they're already in an awakening and they want to go further with it that they get clarity. And that clarity yeah. without fear gives you your life direction and your purpose. And you understand that there's no predetermined purpose for our lives. We all want that because it's sort of the easy way out. But when you've got to really think for yourself and discern your own preferences, that's a scary prospect. What if I pick wrong? Yeah. Well, there's no wrong. You know, right. we, we can bounce around and do different things. But when you are truly releasing fear from your life and allowing the universe to pamper you no matter what happens, think about it. No matter what happens, the universe is pampering you. You have a roof over your head. You have food to eat. You're taken care of. You're safe. You know, the universe is pampering you no matter what. And you're free to do whatever you want to do without fear. And then life really starts to take off. And then you really learn that money is not something to fear, that money is something that you should embrace because you're a human being at this time on planet Earth. And it's our system of currency and it's the vibration that we're in. And to, to be positive about that. And, and, yeah. and allow that to flow. And then suddenly it's flowing and, and you have the power to do anything that you want. And it doesn't have to be helping people. But what I found in the Taya practice, when we came out with the, uh, the mentor program for people that graduated, everybody wanted to sign up, <laughs> just about everybody. And uh, you know it was interesting that you just can't help but give back and want to share with the world when you get this, when you have this awakening, when you have that zoom out ability to see the world from a higher perspective and, and, and judge yourself and, 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 the, and the world very differently by discerning a preference for something and not judging it, which is just a magical thing. Oh, can I like just like dig a little deeper on that for a second? Because if I just you did do it a... in just a couple of minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I will. Real quick. So actually, this um, hour went so fast for coming up. It did. Here. Discerning a preference. This is what something I want. Discerning a preference or taking a stand on something is very different than choosing sides. It's very different than engaging with what the mainstream media wants us to pick. You want to pick black or white or this or that or what. And discerning a preference is understanding that the truth is this and that, right? Mm -hmm. It's all sides and Just you're going to contrast on all of, topics. Yes. Always, always, always. Yes. And people want to put everything yes. into a right or wrong box. Yes. And, yes. And, and our world is getting more and more intolerant. And more, yeah. it seems it seems like it is, and and it seems like with uh, this this COVID nineteen, all these I've talked about this on the show, you know, this this circle of friends that I've run around with here in Palm Springs, that aren't particularly spiritual people, if you will, um, you know, I'm finding that that if you don't believe exactly the way they believe, they don't want to have anything to do with you, and, wow. and I'm very open to wow, I can really, I can you know sort of connect with the vibration of of, of each you know, extreme and understand where they're coming from. It may not be my vibration, but I right. can have uh, understanding of it. And when I understand it, then I can zoom out and see it without judgment and allow everyone to have their opinion and that, that, that everything's exactly the way it's supposed to be. And that's the perfection of our universe and our world that we are here all experiencing things from very different perspectives. We're all here on our own paths and someone else's path is not ours to judge or try to change. Right. And I would challenge everybody to like give yourself that space. Zoom out. Zoom out, as David yeah. says. Yeah, give the, yourself the zoom the out space. is a big, 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 big thing that yeah. we're talking more and more about. In fact, I think uh, I'm going to change the title of the next book to Zoom Out, but I think the public. <laughs> I like different that. words, but I, I love that. So we have about two minutes yeah. left. I just want to. I'm very curious um, from a, a, a psychic medium perspective what you got from your stream interaction. I'll, I'll go back and listen to it, but I would just want to hear you wrap that up. Um, they gave me the word birthright that we needed to talk about. Um, and I feel like I could talk about that with them for a long time, but I didn't know where that, I, I literally had written that down and they took that into a place where I wasn't expecting about using the uh, birthright as an entitlement versus your birthright to be here and be a creative 
be creative source energy, be creative. And I thought that was like phenomenal. Um, so I got to then talk to them too. I got to ask them a very, um, pointed question of like, why did they incarnate through you? Or why are they not incarnating through all of us? <laughs> well, I think in one way or the other they are, but I just created. They them. are. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I so I, I, I create a good scenario for them to, to flow. I know. I got that. But that's the only difference. Well, yeah. Actually, David, you have because of all the contrast you've experienced in your own life. <laughs> you've, you've you've been a great vessel for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think that I look at everything that's happened in my life and everything that's happened over the last couple of years, and I realize, wow, I've just manifest all of these things to mm-hmm. create this perfect scenario, to create this yes. practice that actually puts universal law to work for us. That allows people who are ready to really change their lives. And, and that's my life's work now for the rest of my life is teaching that to, to everyone. A big everybody, thing that that came out for, that, everybody that wants to hear it, right? Right. A big thing that came out of the stream to me was uh, also today was just create while you're in this human vessel. So every decision you make, every consciously creative decision you make, you're impacting the collective. And we are, in fact, changing the collective consciousness, which seems overwhelming. It seems like everything that's going on in the world, how could one one person have an impact? We do. But it does. We do. We just create. And our best way of being here on Earth as each individual, if you make creative decisions that are um, that are suiting your highest and best good, you are absolutely affecting. The world perfect it's huge tell them how to yeah. find you as we uh <laughs> as we wrap up here this hour went by so fast how do they find I you did andrea st and it's all spelled out so it's a-n-d-r-e-a-s-a-i-n-t-a-m-a-n-d.com best way perfect so look up uh, andrea st amon andrea thank you so much for being on today it was a lot of fun thank it went by you, so David. fast we have to do it again soon yes okay <laughs> All right. Bye now. Namaste, everyone.